0: Welcome to the Overnight Success Podcast brought to you by Maria Hatsi-Stefanis. Maria is the founder of Rodial and Nip and & Fab, best-selling author, and on a mission to help you achieve your dreams. Maria's highly anticipated third book, How to Live Your Best Life, is now available on Amazon. Hi, guys, and welcome to the first Overnight Success q and I am really excited for this I asked you guys to send me over your questions on my Instagram stories, and this is the part of my podcast that I really enjoy, to have real questions from you guys and give you the exact answers that you're looking for. So let's get on it. The first question, and it's a great question, it comes from Luciana, and she asks, who or what inspires you? Well, this is a good one because inspiration for me has changed over the years. And when I was a little bit younger, it would be all about other people and what they were doing. And I would look into their careers and looked into their lives and wanted to be like them. But I think over the years, I have changed my attitude a little bit and I'm not looking for others to inspire me. I'm looking into myself for inspiration. And for me, inspiration is about waking up every day with a sense of purpose. And the purpose could be very, very different every day. Let's say on a Monday morning that it's, it's a crucial day for me and my business at Rodel and Nip and Fab, I wake up and my purpose is to motivate and drive my teams and make sure they are excited and they have a plan of action for the week ahead. So this is always my Monday purpose. And then on other days, you know, depending on what I'm going through and what's in my plate, I have a different goal and a different purpose but it could be something simple like let's say over the holidays I took some time off work and I was at home and I woke up one day I didn't have anything work related to do and I decided I am going to cook the best meal for my boys and I don't usually cook throughout the year I do bits and pieces, but yeah, cooking is not my thing. But then on that day, I gave myself a sense of purpose to do the perfect meal for my my family and I just cooked something amazing from scratch, and that gave me a lot of satisfaction. Or another day, let's say I want to declutter my wardrobe, and I put aside an hour or two, and I go through everything, and I tidy up, and I put a bag of clothes to give to the charity, and that gives me a sense of purpose. So for me, inspiration is about waking up every day and having a goal and having a purpose. And it doesn't always have to be a massive goal, you know, take over the world. It's not like that. It could be a small thing or it could be today's the first day that I'm going to try to work out and do half an hour of cardio or lifting some weights and that will give me satisfaction at the end of the day. Or today I'm going to eat healthy and this is my plan of action, this is what I'm going to do. So as long as there's a purpose every day and I achieve my purpose or part of of that goal is achieved, I feel good at the end of the day and that is what really inspires me. The next question is a business question and it comes from Suhel. And she asks, have influencers been the key to grow your brands? Well, I would say not as much as some other brands that are 100% focused on influencers. We have worked and we do work with influencers, but there has been times, to be totally honest with you, that we spend a lot of money in working with some specific big-name influencers and we have not seen the results. So we are a little bit cautious about investing in influencers. We do have a lot of organic relationships and we cultivate them and we do events for influencers, but we also do traditional brand building, which is through training, through education, with our teams, our sales teams in our stores, by presenting our brands in conferences and trade shows, do our own events, and also continue some traditional PR with magazines and online. And recently we've been doing a lot of live events and make sure that we're out there communicating with our customer and having that one-to-one interaction. So the answer is we do work with influencers in a smaller scale, but we don't put all our eggs in one basket. The next question comes from Daya. How do you conduct market research if there is no competition to benchmark your business? Well, what we do, we do look at other brands, but I don't worry too much about the beauty market. I find that beauty these days is oversaturated. There are just too many products out there. There There's new brands launching every single day, whether there is influencers coming up with brands, whether there is celebrities coming up with their own brands, bigger companies, smaller companies, the market is oversaturated. And i you know i've been in the industry for a long time and i've never seen this this is every day there's a new brand what i personally do that's why i do not personally follow that many beauty accounts anymore i do follow some of our makeup artists that we work with likes of mario and all that but i would go crazy if I would follow every single beauty brand, every single beauty blogger, every single makeup artist. There's just so much going on that I would go crazy. So I personally look at what's going on in the industry, but I also take a step back. And my inspiration comes from other places. I love fashion and fashion inspires me in so many ways that I can bring a very fresh perspective into my business and not just another me too situation. I also am inspired when I travel, I come back with lots of ideas. I am inspired when I take a step back, when I am working, when I'm at the office and I'm deep into beauty day in day out. I cannot get inspired. I need to take a step back and look at other places for inspiration. And at the end of the day, I like to follow my own lane. The next question comes from Ivana and it's actually a really good one. How to manage a successful team? Well, that's a big question. I remember when I started and I was working from home. I mean, who would come and work for me from a back room at home? No one really. It was really hard to recruit people. And what I would do is just find people who were equally crazy and passionate as me and bring them on board and just hope for the best. I didn't have a training program, I I wasn't offering perks, you know, I I would in no way be able to compete with a big brand. So, you know, there's a very limited amount of people who would go and work for a startup. So I, I was really lucky and from the first few years I got some amazing people to come and work for me. And, and have and, and share the same passion. And it was, it was like having a family. And as the business grew, some of these people stayed, others have moved on. And, you know, recruiting is one of the biggest things I do. I probably, I mean, I do have a, a HR team now and they do all the key recruiting, but I do even pop in for five minutes and say hello to everyone who want to recruit and make sure that they can be compatible with our business, with the teamwork and, and have the right personality to be part of our team. So in the first years when someone would leave me to go and work for another brand I would be devastated you know because it's family it's people you count on and you spend all your time every day and kind of you know in in a weird way you think you know you're going to be working with these people forever but unfortunately that is not the reality so Over the years, I've realized that most people stay in a job for a year and then they move on to another one, always chasing the greener grass on the other side. And I just, there was a point that I decided, you know what, I cannot be upset every single day. I now have hundreds of people working for me. Would you to have someone resign, you know, every every week or, or every month to move on to something else? So, you know, I've just changed my perception. And the way I think about it is when someone from my team moves on, it's time for an upgrade. As the business grows, the job specs are changing and what this person used to do a year or two years ago, maybe that's not what we need right now. So it's a good time to reassess the job spec, the position, and as the business has grown, we can recruit someone who is more suitable for that job today. So I try to see the positive and not be upset when people go, but I do have to say that I'm very, very lucky and very grateful to have a number of key people in my business who have been with me for years and they've grown with me, they've started from from the bottom, and these are the people I trust, these are the people I invest my time with, and I do, as as a person, as a business person, I do value loyalty. Now, when it comes to how do I manage my team to be effective, it all starts from recruiting. I try to recruit the best people for the job, and, not only in terms of skills, but when I interview them, I think, can I be with this person, let's say, on a flight? Can we be together for three hours? Would we have enough to talk about? Do I like this person? Because we do spend a lot of time working together. So I do have to personally like everyone who comes and works for the business. And once you've recruited the right people, my thing is I give them the strategy, I let them what we need to do, and I let them do it. I don't micromanage. The only time I would micromanage is when I give someone the strategy and they don't deliver. And then I start thinking, is this the right person for the job? So let me jump in. Let me micromanage until we figure out if this is the right person for the job. And, you know, when you recruit dozens of people every year, you're bound to have some people who will do really well and will be with you for a long time and and sometimes you make the wrong choice and sometimes people interview so well and then you see them in action and you're like what you know this wasn't how this person interviewed and you know you know you made the wrong decision but anyway i generally like to give people the liberty explain the rules set my expectations And let them run with it this is the way I like to manage my teams the next question comes from Nina the question is what helps you not to care what others think or say this is a really good one I am human and as all human beings I want to be liked but there's been times that I have become the target of harsh criticism and in this day and age you can become the target a bit more often and more easily um, due to social media where everyone has a voice and everyone can hide behind um, a fake name and come to your accounts and troll you and I've got a lot of that and I do get a lot of that. And, you know, believe me, it it does affect me. You know, I do read a lot of the comments and I do respond as much as I can. So I do come across some negativity. And, you know, what do you do with it? It depends the level of negativity. If there is uh, something major happening and I get a lot come my way, I do get affected I try to switch off social media for you know a day or two and not to get into it and not feed whatever's going on I definitely take a step back unless it's something legit that I need to respond to let's say we have a big sale in our business and a lot of the packages, you know, get lost and I have some angry customers. Of course, I will respond to that. But any other allegations, you know, any other craziness, any other attack or sometimes people attack you, so they can get attention. So for those sorts of things, I, I don't respond. I take a step back and I let things die down a little bit. And you know what? Whatever happens to you, whether it's social media trolling that you are the target of or whatever happens to you, that's not good I think everything looks so much better after 48 hours have passed you know time heals and that's something seen time and time again so with time things will be better (music) the next question comes from Nina how do you keep your energy levels up what foods do you eat to keep you going on long days? That is a really good one and I've I've actually been thinking about this lately. I was on a trip to New York a few weeks ago and when you travel you can't really keep up with your regular schedule of food and and healthy eating and wellness and all that. It was a crazy trip. I was back-to-back. I was doing TV appearances, waking up at 5 a.m. for GLAM, and then I would have to be at the studio at 7 a.m., meetings, 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 back-to-back, preparing in the evenings, all that was craziness, but I was out a lot. And what I did, and I thought at that time, I thought it was a good idea, I bought. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Myself a bunch of protein bars and I would have one good meal in the morning and I would sustain myself with protein bars throughout the day. Well, you would think that was a good idea. Well, no, I was feeding my body with lots of chemicals and I was go, go, go out there giving it my all. And the minute I landed back to London, I came down with the worst cold ever. It took me two weeks to recover. My immune system just shut down and I was miserable for almost two weeks. It took me two weeks to get over that cold. It was the worst thing. And I'm not the one that gets colds, you know. The minute I feel a cold is coming, I'll squeeze some ginger and lemon juice and cayenne pepper. And I always try to get over a cold before it hits me. But that was one of the worst colds ever, and it was down to giving it all when I was in New York, burning the candle both ends, and then not eating well. So going back to the question, how do I keep my energy levels up? I think at the end of the day, you cannot cheat your body. When you're out there wanting to be a success, giving it all to make it happen, you need to feed yourself with quality foods to keep you going. So what's what's a good diet? When I'm in London and I have a regular schedule, I eat a lot of clean protein, such as eggs. I eat a lot of chicken. I love fish. I do occasionally have red meat, but not that often. I eat lots and lots of vegetables and an insane amount of nuts. So I keep bags of nuts at home, in my office. I love cashew nuts, unsalted raw almonds. And this is my snack, so whenever I'm a bit hungry, I would just grab some nuts. I also love nut butter, so not peanut butter as much. I love almond, it's a bit healthier. So I have some nut butter, um, a spoonful, and a tea. And then throughout the day, I have a lot of espressos. I like it straight. I like a good quality espresso. I love the capsules because I like my espresso to be thick and creamy. And I have hot water with lemon and ginger, which I cut in the morning and then I refill my cap and have, even have a takeaway cap I take with me at work. And that's what I do throughout the day. Now, in terms of carbs, I do avoid carbs if I can, not just for diet, but they give me a high and then it falls into a low and then I need to have sugar. And they make me feel sluggish. So it's not just about diet. It's about keeping my energy levels up. So if I know, and I never have lunch breaks at work. I eat on my desk and it's kind of go, go, go. If I have some protein and veggies for lunch, then I keep on going and my energy is up throughout the afternoon. If I have carbs, and even sometimes I've tried things like quinoa that's supposed to be i don't know protein but it's it's really carbs then i hit a low and i'm just looking for sweets and i'm looking for something to give me a a boost in the afternoon so i just have to stick to protein and veggies to keep me going and keep my energy levels up the next question comes from nada I just started my own beauty line. How can I sell the products with a limited marketing budget? Well, Nada, when I started Rodial, I had zero budget. What I did, I gave a lot of product away to get the word of mouth. And so if you can afford to give some of your product away to friends, to people who you meet, to anyone that comes your way. And so you can start a word of mouth. I think that's really important. Talk about your products to anyone who listens to you and just keep on, you know, talking about your products, give away samples. The other thing that I did very early on, if you can afford it, take a small booth at a trade show. That could be a great investment, both in terms of you can sell a lot of product at a trade show there and then, But also, you know, depending on what product you have, you can have some of the stores or online third-party sellers pick up your product and then you find, you you start building a distribution network. I also have a specific podcast that you can refer to. It's how to create buzz for your brand. So check this out as well, which is a a bit of a, a bigger episode on how to create buzz when you have zero budget. The next question comes from Tia. How do you get visibility in your business? Well, Tia, this is the million dollar question. And it's not just for business. It's for bloggers out there, for influencers, anyone who wants to make a name for themselves or their product. Yeah, this is the million dollar question. How do you get visibility for yourself and your business? My answer to this is that it's all about timing. There is very little that you can achieve in six months to a year and a lot that you can achieve in two to five years. I think all of us instinctively, we know what we need to do, which is get the name out there, get your name out there of yourself or your business, be on social media, communicate, connect, be out there. You have to do all those things, but then you also have to be realistic of your expectations. And if you've only been doing this for six months, you know, it's a very short time. I, I achieved nothing in six months when I started my business. I have been doing this for 18 years. As I say in my book, How to Be an Overnight Success, which you cannot. And sometimes we we'll compare ourselves and we look at someone and we think, oh, this person has just come out of nowhere and they are an overnight success in six months. Well, they're not. They've probably been working on this for five, 10 years to be where they are. But not everyone talks about where they started and no one talks about someone of the failed attempts or failed businesses or what they did before. They just go straight in and say, hey, look at me, I'm an overnight success. So you have to be patient. You have to keep on doing what you're doing. I think you're probably gonna see your first result in two years. And when you reach two years of putting on the work, then what you need to do is go back to day zero, day one, and see where you were in day one and compare with where you are in two years. And that's the only thing you need to compare yourself to, yourself in the past, not yourself and other people that you think are like you because you don't know their backgrounds. No one's like you. So that's what you need to do. Instinctively, you know what you need to do, but you just need to give it time. Success is a marathon. It is not a race. The next question comes from Majan, and it is, what do you do when life becomes overwhelming? How to prevent burnout? This is a really good question, and I kind of feel like that multiple times a week. You know, I am personally very overwhelmed at times. A lot is coming at me. Craziness at work, you know, craziness with my personal projects, something, you know, with my family falls apart and I have to deal with. You know, crazy things happen at times, and we all feel overwhelmed. Believe me, you're not alone into this. Now, what to do is just break it down. So let's say you have five things in your mind right now and they all seem like a mountain. Just break them down, write them down, write down what bothers you and what's overwhelming you and break it down to something that needs to be dealt immediately, something that can be dealt next week or in a couple of weeks and something that's a long-term goal. So always break it down and, and just prioritize in your mind what is important and deal with what's important right now get it out of the way take it off your list and then move to the next but what I also find is that at times like that you need a break whether that's a day off if you can if you can take that if you cannot take that and you have work family all the craziness around you try to wake up a little bit early. That should be a separate episode on morning routines. You know, guys, that I'm big on waking up super early and that's a whole episode. But what I would try to do if I have an overwhelming day ahead of me, I just put my alarm half an hour to an hour earlier at a time that no one is awake. You can wake up, set your tone for the day, have your coffee, have your hot water with lemon, Just mentally prepare yourself for the day and give yourself half an hour to an hour to indulge in something that feeds your soul. I don't know what that is, sometimes it's just reading a motivational page from a book or listening to a motivational podcast, meditating, doing some exercise or even just scrolling down Instagram sometimes. If that overwhelms you, you know, stay away from Instagram, but do something that feeds your soul and do something that makes you happy for that half an hour, an hour before you jump into the day and yeah, just set the tone for the day get started in a positive mood, and just start a little bit earlier. If you mentally prepare yourself for the day, then you can face whatever comes your way. This question comes from a makeup artist, Alisa, and she asks... How do you stand out in an oversaturated industry? I mean, tell me about it. How oversaturated is the beauty industry? And the the answer is it's hard. But what I would say is the key is to embrace what makes you different. Celebrate it. You know, I am different. I was born and raised in Greece. I'm an immigrant. I've come to the UK to set my own business. I didn't have friends or family in this country. I had to really try hard. I'm very different to everyone out there, and and so are you guys. So, what you need to do is embrace what makes you different and shout about it. Don't be embarrassed, be proud about who you are, and you will be surprised how many people will relate to you. It's hard in this day and age with Instagram where we all see perfection and we all feel the need to be perfect but that's not true I mean there's there's people out there like like you who want to be real and who want to follow real people and in terms of makeup artistry there are just so many styles it doesn't mean that you have to follow one specific style because that one specific style is not for everyone just follow your own lane be different do what feels good for you and be proud about it and, and shout about it, and you will find a community. You will find a certain target market and audience that will relate to you and be excited about your work. And also be prepared. You know, whatever we do, it's not for everyone. We cannot be all things to all people. Find your audience, and then whatever you do will have to cater to that specific audience that loves you, that follows you, that likes your work. And likes you and your work for who you are. And I'm gonna wrap it up with one last comment for today, and that comes from Morgan, and I got a really sweet note from her. She says, I met you at the Rodiel event at Harvey Nichols and have been listening to your podcast since it started. It's super inspiring. And what I wanted to say is I want to thank you guys for all your support both on my Instagram and my podcast. Thank you so much for all the comments that you're leaving. Thank you so much for all the reviews that you've left on my podcast and at the end of the day everything I do I do it for you guys. You give me so much inspiration. You give me so much motivation to keep on going. I have created this platform the Overnight success platform with my book and my podcast so we can have this communication. And nothing makes me happier than sharing with you some of the lessons that I've learned along my way. Nothing makes me happier than giving you whatever you need so that you can be successful and happy and fulfilled in your life and your career. And I feed off your energy. So the more that you connect with me the more that you leave me questions comments feedback anything the more quality work I will produce out there so keep on communicating keep on sending me your your beautiful comments and questions and and let's just keep this conversation going and I am really really excited for the new year and excited to see what's going to come for all of us. So with that in mind, thanks again for all your questions. I was very excited about this episode and I hope you enjoyed it too. If you like the Overnight Success Podcast, please make sure you tell a friend, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, and don't forget to leave us a rating or comment. You can find me at Mrs. Rodia on Twitter and Instagram. This is the Overnight Success Podcast. I am Maria Hatsi-Stefanis. See you next week.